This is episode 29 of the PKD Dietitian Podcast. Fall is my favorite season. I love all the warm spices, cooler weather, and the changing leaf colors. Plus, I tend to get a little bit excited around Halloween time. There is, in fact, a spooky graveyard in my front yard, in case you were wondering. Fall happens also to be cold and flu season. Now, before you go loading up on and drinking airborne or popping those high-dose vitamin C tabs, I want you to pause, keep listening, of course, and think twice about whether vitamin C supplements are good for your kidneys with PKD. While vitamin C supplements are generally regarded as safe, it's important to know that high-dose intakes have unintended consequences for PKD. Today, we are going to explore PKD and vitamin C. Vitamin C, often also called ascorbic acid, is both a vitamin and an essential nutrient. And being essential just means that your body can't make it and you have to get it from an outside source, so from diets or supplements. And because vitamin C is water-soluble, your body stores very little of it. Any excess that you ingest is filtered by your kidneys and excreted in your urine. So excess vitamin C equals waste. Naturally, in our diet, the richest sources of vitamin C are fruit, especially citrus, and vegetables too. There are many beneficial roles that vitamin C has in your body. It helps to protect your body cells from damage. If you have a cut or a scrape, or even after surgery, it helps with wound healing. It helps keep blood vessels healthy and increase iron absorption. Vitamin C also helps you to maintain a healthy immune system. So today I want to highlight a few of these perks for PKD around vitamin C. First up, it's a powerful antioxidant. It helps to protect your organs, including the kidneys, from free radicals and the damage they can cause. Now, free radicals are unstable molecules in your body that cause stress, damage, inflammation, and contribute to aging. So think of vitamin C as having superpowers, and these superpowers help to fight and limit that damage that's caused by free radicals. How, you ask? By neutralizing them and the oxidative stress. Vitamin C is also important for wound healing. It is needed to make collagen, which is a protein in the body that is the building block of skin, bones, and muscles. Now, I know collagen supplements are a hot topic these days, but the good news is that you don't need to take a supplement. Really, folks, you do not. Your body naturally produces collagen, and vitamin C is an essential component needed to make it. Think of collagen as a firm but elastic web that connects and holds your skin and body together. And when you have a cut or a wound, big or small, new collagen needs to be laid down in order to help it heal. And yes, poor intake of vitamin C can reduce collagen production and lead to slower wound healing. A well-balanced diet, however, provides you more than enough vitamin C and all the other components that you need to make collagen. There are times, however, where 
supplemental vitamin C may be added. And this is like after a major surgery, and it's usually added for a very specific amount of time frame to aid with healing. And this will be done at the recommendation of your dietitian or your doctor. Now, when many of us think of vitamin C, we automatically think of immune system. And vitamin C supplements are frequently touted as being able to quote unquote, boost your immune system. And the higher the dose, the better. Well, this isn't quite true. Vitamin C plays a supporting role in your immune system. It's needed by numerous cells and enzymes that are part of your immune system, and they need it to function as they should. For example, When needed, vitamin C helps to stimulate white blood cells, which play a key role in defending you against infection. However, high doses of vitamin C don't help these white blood cells function better. What you need to know is that a deficiency is where it can weaken your immune system. Another piece that's important to know about vitamin C is it can help with anemia prevention. And I've been finding a lot of clients that I'm working with are borderline or anemic, and it's not being addressed. So what is anemia? It occurs when the body doesn't produce enough hemoglobin. Why this is important is because the hemoglobin actually carries oxygen to all of your body parts, including your kidneys. And iron is one of the main components in hemoglobin. So not getting enough or absorbing enough iron can lead to iron deficiency anemia. This is where vitamin C comes in as beneficial. Vitamin C helps prevent iron deficiency anemia because it enhances the absorption and uses of plant-based iron. So iron that you're getting from your plant-based sources. Consuming vitamin C-rich foods like that citrus and bell peppers, even strawberries and broccoli, alongside iron-rich foods helps to increase their absorption and can significantly contribute to maintaining healthy iron levels. In fact, my favorite iron supplement has a little bit of vitamin C in it for this very reason. Getting enough vitamin C is especially beneficial if you're vegetarian or vegan because your iron sources are coming from plants. How much vitamin C do you actually need? The RDA, or the recommended daily allowance, actually changed in the early 2000s. Before that, the amount of vitamin C recommended was to prevent scurvy. But now the amount recommended is the amount associated with all those good antioxidant functions and those benefits, those perks for PKD. Current guidelines of vitamin C are for men, 90 milligrams a day. And for women, 75 milligrams a day. So to put this in perspective, one half cup of red peppers gives you more than you need for your daily intake of vitamin C. You might be wondering if there is a different recommendation for vitamin C for folks with chronic kidney disease or polycystic kidney disease. There isn't. It's the same recommendation. And of course, there are mixed opinions and thoughts on this. What I want you to know is that you should eat to meet your needs. How do you do that? A good rule of thumb is to aim for one and a half to three cups of fruit and vegetables each day and get a variety. 
With this variety and intake, you'll get up to 200 milligrams of vitamin C, so more than enough. And believe me, it adds up quickly and is much easier than you think it is. A good question is, can you get too much vitamin C? And yeah, there is actually an upper limit for recommendation. Now, vitamin C has a very low risk of toxicity. Like I said, it's generally recognized as safe. And the upper limit, it is put at 2,000 milligrams a day. There is only an upper limit because at this dose, folks experience some GI issues like stomach cramps and diarrhea and nausea. So that's why there is an upper limit. Can you get too little? The answer is yes, it doesn't happen that often. And that deficiency is called scurvy. So let's get into supplements a little bit. Vitamin C is abundantly available as a supplement. It is both available as a standalone supplement and as part of a combination of nutrients, like in a multivitamin. But it seems like it's added to everything these days, including cough drops, probiotics, and anything being marketed as quote-unquote immune-supporting. The amount of vitamin C added to all of these products can vary greatly. Many multivitamins contain what is considered the daily value for vitamin C. So it's very common to see about 90 milligrams on a multivitamin. However, some of them can have up to 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C per serving. The best way for you to know how much vitamin C is added to your supplement is to flip it over and look at the label. Many people are taking vitamin C supplements at high doses unnecessarily. And it really is worth knowing what you are taking. Let's get into the body a little bit and look at vitamin C absorption. There's only a certain amount of vitamin C that your body can absorb at one time. And this time it is a lot less than you think it is. Well, at least less than all the marketing out there promoting vitamin C supplements as a cure-all. When consumed or taken in moderate doses, and I'm talking 30 to 180 milligrams a day, you will absorb up to 90% of that vitamin C and your body will use it. Higher doses, and I'm talking greater than 500 milligrams, have a lot less of their total vitamin C absorbed. It is just too much at one time. Your bodies are smart and your kidneys are smart. And once they get the vitamin C that they need, the rest of it is considered waste, filtered, and removed. Looking at those even higher doses, like those in the products like Airborne, the 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C touted in them is absorbed at about 50%, so around that 500 milligrams. The higher the dose you take, the less is absorbed. Instead, all that extra and an intentionally added vitamin C is broken down and excreted in your urine as waste. And when vitamin C is broken down, guess what? Oxalate waste is one of its byproducts. Let's shift a little bit more specifically to PKD. A diet rich in vitamin C is good for PKD. It's got perks for PKD. Vitamin C functions as that antioxidant and can help regulate and remove some of those free radicals and prevent inflammatory damage. Both of these can damage your kidneys, both of which play a role in the progression of PKD. More vitamin C is better for PKD, right? Not exactly. Remember, your kidneys are filters and they remove waste and toxins from your blood. That includes excess vitamin C waste and any byproducts that it produces. Supplemental vitamin C 
is known to increase the concentration of oxalates in urine. Taking higher doses of vitamin C, greater than 500, greater than 1,000 milligrams from supplements, increases your risk of kidney stones. Not to mention it generates a bunch of excess oxalate waste that then needs to be filtered by your kidneys. These are two things that you for sure want to avoid with polycystic kidneys. An excess of vitamin C, specifically from supplements, can increase your risk of kidney stones. Your liver takes that extra vitamin C that the body's not going to use and breaks it down. And part of the waste that is produced from vitamin C is oxalate, which can combine with calcium and form kidney stones. So normally, the amount of oxalate produced from vitamin C is relatively small and does not pose a significant risk to your kidney health. However, I'm talking about the oxalate produced from vitamin C that you consume from real food. When vitamin C is taken in excess, and this is only with supplements and exceeds your body's needs, that excess vitamin C is converted to oxalates and removed by the body. In some cases, though, it will absolutely lead to crystals and lead to kidney stones. Several studies have explored this association between high-dose vitamin C supplementation and kidney stones. Majority of them have found that 1,000 milligrams or more of total vitamin C intake was associated with a much higher risk. So high vitamin C supplement intake has the potential to definitely cause damage with PKD. Now know this, do not limit food sources rich in vitamin C for fear of increased oxalate production or kidney stone formation. Eating more fruits and vegetables, including those rich in vitamin C, is actually associated with less oxalate formation and fewer kidney stones. It is only supplemental vitamin C that increases your risk in oxalate formation. Again, I want to be very clear here. Eating a variety of vitamin C-rich foods will never cause you an excess of vitamin C or harm. It is only supplementation that will increase PKD kidney stressors and cause potential injury. Key takeaways that I want you to have today. While vitamin C is an important nutrient for your PKD health, it's essential to strike a balance between getting enough through diet and avoiding excess intake of supplements. Those multivitamins that have just a little bit, those are absolutely fine. Having a variety of fruits and vegetables is the best way to ensure you are meeting your needs and getting vitamin C's perks for PKD. So in summary, vitamin C plays a supportive role in your immune system. It helps to fight those free radicals and prevent kidney damage. It's best absorbed in lower amounts like that in food. You can get 100% of what you need from diet, And if you want to take a supplement, talk to your doctor and your dietitian. Anything greater than 500 milligrams is really only generating waste and work for your kidneys. Also, oxalate is a waste product of excess vitamin C. Avoid consistently taking those high-dose supplements that are greater than or equal to 1,000 milligrams. Closing out today's episode, I'm going to leave you with some food for thought around vitamin C. Here are a few fruits and vegetables that are rich in vitamin C for you to include. Red peppers, kiwis, green peppers, broccoli is an excellent source, strawberries, Brussels sprouts, and even cauliflower. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and will think twice before adding those high-dose vitamin C supplements. Head to the show notes for links out to 
good list of vitamin C foods from Instagram and also a blog that is on vitamin C and PKD. Happy eating, folks. Mm-hmm.